Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Traveling to Utah yesterday, President Trump signed presidential proclamations removing some 2 million acres from the Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monuments. He split the two monuments into five. Bears Ears was split into two separate areas. In total, the two comprise some 200,000 acres as compared to 1.3 million acres President Barack Obama named last December. Grand Staircase, uh, named by President Bill Clinton in 1996, has been divided into three monuments. The combined area is covered by the uh, monument uh, status in the former Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument is just over a million acres, down from 1.9 million acres originally designated. We're going to talk about these changes and look to the future on the program uh, today. Coming up in the program, we'll be talking with two county commissioners, Jim Matson from Kane County and uh, San Juan County Commissioner Bruce Adams will be talking with Ethel Branch, Attorney General of the Navajo Nation. Later in the program, Bob Kiter with the uh, Stegner Center at University of Utah and Steve Block, Legal Director for Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. We bring in uh, right now uh, Kristen Brengel, Vice President of Government Affairs for National Parks Conservation Association. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. And Ben Schreiber, Senior Political Strategist at Friends of the Earth. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Let me start with Ben Schreiber. Understand uh, your organization is filing a lawsuit regarding the review process. So there were eight organizations um, that filed law- a lawsuit this morning, um, basically contending that it was illegal uh, for the president to, to withdraw um, acres from, from national parks. Um, it goes against the Antiquities Act. This is something that um, has never actually been, been tried in court before, and we think that um, President Trump is is going to find out that um, you know this action is illegal and, and the courts will overturn it. President Trump did mention the Antiquities Act in his remarks and he talked about Antiquities Act abuse. Uh, you, you believe just the opposite, that the, 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 a subsequent president will be found not to be able to reduce uh, monuments? Yeah, the Antiquities Act was put in place in, in 1906 and, and is really there so that we can protect our, our national monuments and our wild places and, and our special scenic areas. And it's one of the most important tools that the presidents have um, available to leave a conservation legacy. And we've seen you know, every president from, from George Bush to, to Bill Clinton to Barack Obama um, leave really important natural legacies using the Antiquities Act. And, and this assault on our public lands is really unprecedented from, a, from an American president. Kristen Brengel, uh, your reaction to the actions yesterday? Yeah, it's really disheartening. Americans love their national parks and national monuments. Um, so many national parks started off as national monuments, like the Grand Canyon and Mount Olympus, Olympic and Washington State, and even for um, national parks in Utah, Zion, Canyonlands. These are all areas the American public loves. And the fact that we've had this law for 100 years, over 100 years, that has protected these incredible places, um, it is just incredible to think that a president would think it was okay uh, for the American people to start uh, erasing the protections for some of these places. This is gutting what we believe um, is part of our heritage and part of the future legacy that we leave behind for our children. So in addition to the actions taken yesterday being completely illegal um, and, uh, you know, just unacceptable morally, um, you know, this is just something that uh, strikes a chord with the American public and Utahns and, uh, you know, is just unpopular, to be frank. 
Uh, so, Christian Mengel, um, I, I guess uh, pushing back slightly on on you know the word love and 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 unpopular. Uh, the entire elected uh, Utah's elected officials were there, standing behind Trump, applauding him, um, indicating that yeah. uh, at least among elected elected officials, this is popular. Yeah, I'm glad you raised that because this entire process, since it was announced in April by the president, um, has been political and politicized. Um, almost three million Americans commented on this process, and 99% of them said they did not want anything to happen to any of these national monuments, those in Utah and outside of Utah. This is exactly what happens when you decide to take a political route and you don't think about conservation in the long term. The Utah delegation knows perfectly well that people in, in the state love the parks, visit the parks. It's an economic driver in southern Utah. And this is purely to satisfy special interests, namely you know, mining, oil and gas, um, uh, intense off-road vehicle use. This is not something that um, is acceptable to the, the rest of the public. It was a highly political move done for very specific special interests, and now we're all going to suffer for it. Um, and in addition to the damage that's going to be caused potentially to these areas uh, that are no longer going to receive protection, but as everyone knows who visits southern Utah, these are all places that are right next to national parks. It means that the national parks right next door that used to have this additional protection, they're not going to have it anymore. So, you know, I'm glad you raised that because it may be popular with a specific set of politicians, but um, it was totally to garner um, favors for, for specific special interests, and that's all this is. And you can tell that from reading the proclamations that the president signed yesterday, that it was very driven by special interests and not about protection. Uh, turn back to Ben Schreiber with the Friends of the Earth. Um, I wonder the, the the lands that were under national monument status and now are no longer um, some new two million acres which were removed from the the Bears Ears and the Grand Staircase excluding national monument status. Uh, do, do those remain federal lands? Do they uh, what what happens to those lands in terms of status? So the status um, in terms of ownership isn't what changes, but what does change is that some of the restrictions that are in place um, change. And, and as Kristen mentioned, you know, this is in particular about mining, coal, and, and natural gas extraction. You know, this is the latest giveaway from, from Donald Trump to his benefactors, his campaign donors um, who, who helped him get elected. Uh, this is really nothing more than a land grab away from the American people um, to give those those places to big corporations that, that want to extract. Let me uh, read an email that's come in, and uh, I, I should mention phones are open and uh, email is available to you. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, 800-826-1495 is the toll-free number, 800-826-1495. Or you can email us to upraccess at gmail.com, upraccess at gmail.com. And uh, this email came in uh, even before the program started. This is from Tom and Vernal. He says there's one thing that's neglected in the reporting of this story. This precedent of diminishing national monuments, if successful, is a precedent that will be used again in the future, perhaps by President Trump himself. Scores settled by going back and undoing conservation actions of past presidents. 
The past reductions were very minor league boundary adjustments, which is why they never went to court. This is major, effectively wiping out two of Utah's National Park Service units. If they succeed, Trump will have successfully politicized the National Park Service, perhaps the best-loved federal agency. That's uh, Tom in uh, Vernal. Uh, I don't know what um, Kristen or um, or Ben want to uh, respond to that. Right. Um, these, that's exactly how we view this. This is a full-on attack of our national parks and our national heritage um, and places that people absolutely believe deserve that protection and qualify. Even um, the, the proclamations that were signed yesterday talk about how valuable these areas are, and their only justification for removing protection for certain areas is that they're redundant, which is ridiculous. Some of these areas are incredibly special. But I'll also note uh, for the listeners that Congress actually passed a law on Grand Staircase Escalani um, several years after the monument was designated, and it was a land exchange of state lands, um, but it also uh, paid out the coal lease, the, the folks who own the coal leases on the Kaiparowitz Plateau. And I mention this because we've already had acknowledgement from Congress that Grand Staircase um, is uh, a valuable uh, national monument, and the Utah delegation voted for that bill back then. So the fact that that wasn't settled by Congress or hasn't been, um, uh, or, or that uh, that's not even acknowledged as part of this process is another uh, legal vulnerability for this administration. They know these boundaries were codified by Congress and had congressional support, specifically for Grand Staircase, and it's absolutely ridiculous that the president even thought he had the authority to change the boundaries of this area. Um, that's in addition to just the fact that he shouldn't have done it to begin with, and it's completely illegal. But Congress actually acted on this and paid out the folks who had the cold leases. This is settled. This issue has been settled. And it's amazing how dramatic uh, a decision you would make specifically for special interests who want to go back into the area after the, the issue was settled. It's very disturbing. Uh, ben Schreiber, uh, I want to uh, read something from Senator Lee, uh, Senator Mike Lee, junior senator from Utah. Uh, he says in a press release, the president has done his part, and now it's time for Congress to act to protect the people of Utah from federal overreach in the future. That is why I will be introducing legislation later this week that would give Utah similar protections from Antiquities Act abuse that the states of Wyoming and Alaska currently enjoy. So if he does introduce that legislation, if it is passed, um, will that not uh, preempt, at least for Utah, the, any uh, result from the courts? Um, I, I mean, I think that legislation would, would be different. Um, you know, what that legislation would do, and obviously we haven't seen the legislation, so it's a little bit um, depends on how they, how they write it, but what that legislation would theoretically do is, is stop any future president from um, designating new parts of, of uh, Utah as, as national monuments under the Antiquities Act, you know that's what we expect. Um, just to say that you know, friends of the earth and, and all of the environmental community are going to be fighting that legislation very hard to make sure it, it is not enacted. Um, it's, a, it's a horrible precedent and something that you know the American people don't want. They they want to see more of their lands protected, not less, um, and they want to see leasing stopped on public lands, not not given out more. And, and so you know I expect that legislation to be deeply unpopular, and, and I do think we're going to be able to fight it off. Um, but you know, even even then, um, you can't sort of retroactively um, fix an illegal action that the, that the president made right now with with um, legislation that, that you're going to pass in the future. 
I want to ask each of you, and I'll be asking everybody uh, throughout the program uh, about uh, principles. You know, kind of uh, going up to the thirty thousand feet. Um, and, and there's a lot of debate over over this. That's that's why it's so so heated. So first, uh, Kristen uh, Brungle from the uh, National Parks Conservation Association. What what are the what should be what are the most important uh, principles here? Um, economy, land preservation, way of life. Um, what what's what are the most important principles? Absolutely, um, conservation, um, maintaining uh, the economic stability of the area. Um, and ensuring that the businesses that are thriving down there continue to thrive. Um, and then also making sure that all the values that we stand for as a country continue to be, you know, protected. And, and so it's, you know, absolutely essential and important. And, and the public is so proud of having our national park system. Folks in Utah are proud of having Zion and Arches and Canyonlands. It's on the license plates. Um, People have really embraced the national parks, and even the governor has embraced the national parks. We have more visitation to the national parks in Utah than ever before. People by millions in droves are coming in and spending their tourism dollars there. It's helping the economy in Utah. It's growing the economy in Utah. Um, In addition to just providing an incredible protection for these areas um, that they absolutely deserve so future generations can enjoy them. So that's what makes this so incredibly disheartening. You know, we've had, you know, over 20 years of protection for Grand Staircase Escalani, and businesses have been growing in the area around it. And, you know, this is a real gut punch to all of those folks who have been, you know, heading in that direction and and moving the economy forward down there. And I was just down there three weeks ago, and you see various businesses and hotels popping up in restaurants. And, you know, there's a major difference from how it was over 20 years ago. Um, And this is really disheartening. This is a blow to where the state was headed. And, this certainly doesn't uphold the Mighty Five campaign, for instance, and it's, it's, it's too bad. It sends the exact opposite message. So uh, briefly concluding this segment, uh, Ben Schreiber, same question to you. What, uh, what are the most important principles? So, uh, you know, it's, it is protecting um, both the heritage of, of the indigenous people who were here before us and, and whose um, you know, who see that as sacred lands, protecting our natural heritage and, and the open spaces that all Americans value, um, our national parks and our national wa- monuments where, where people want to visit and recreate, protecting clean air and clean water, making sure that we're not, um, you, know, you know, having environmental destruction and environmental consequences. And then I think Kristen was right to point out that this is also create protecting economic um, value of of the general population as a whole, rather than just a couple of special interest um, groups. You know, there's much more economic value in preserving these lands in, for recreation and, and conservation than there is by destroying them now with mining and, and um, oil drilling and basically having a, a, a besmirched area that you have to deal with for, for centuries. Thank you very much, Ben Schreiber, Senior Political Strategist at Friends of the Earth, and Kristen Brengold, Vice President of Government Affairs for National Parks Conservation Association. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we bring on now Jim Matson, uh, Kane County Commissioner. Mr. Matson, thanks so much for taking the time. You bet. Good morning, you good, all. Good, good morning. Uh, let me get uh, just general reaction. Uh, what did you think about the President's actions yesterday? Well, it was pretty impressive, you know, just given the amount of work and effort that has gone into it, and you take into account the impacts 
that this will have on both Garfield County and on Kane County. Uh, you know, at the same time, we were, they were dealing with the bears' ears question and some reductions in size there. So I think for the most part, I'm hopeful. I, I would like to see this whole process get to the point where we talk about the quality kind of uh, antiquities active objects and other things that are that are deserving of treatments and special protections of the rest, not just a whole land, landscape uh, set aside, uh, just as if it were wilderness or some other classification of that. So I, I'm encouraged by this process, looking forward to the upcoming debates that will take place both in the media and also in the courts. So uh, I think I hear you saying that you'd, you'd believe you'd agree with the president. Uh, he talked about Antiquities Act uh, abuse in his remarks. you believe Presidents uh, Clinton and Obama overreached here? I, I really do. In fact, when you take a look at the Antiquities Act and how it was applied to Pacific and Atlantic Ocean acquisitions of areas and designation as antiqu- antiquities areas, I, I'm just amazed and surprised by all that. We need to have quality process. Pro- places and processes so that people can readily support this and not look at it as a, as an environmentalist uh, agenda for the special interest groups. So uh, uh, most of this land, we're, it's federal land in any case, right? Uh, what, what, what's, the, what's the harm? What, what was the harm done by the designation as National Monument? Actually, I think it was done, you know, when, it, when, when Clinton designated the Grand Staircase, it was basically set aside for scientific studies, or that was code for just park it and leave it, and we'll see what happens over time. But you can't take these ecosystems and these large areas and just park them. They're, uh, they're dynamic. They continue to evolve and grow. Uh, we need to deal with them, whether it's from the standpoint of protection from insects and disease and or fire. Uh, all this all this kind of adds up to the process where I think we've got local people that have been here several generations, and uh, it, it was the kind of place that you wanted to be then, and it's still the kind of place that we need to be in the future. Let, let me also add that under previous land management planning efforts, under the resource plans that the BLM had, that you, you, you know there, there was already coverage for the essential elements that had to be dealt with and taken care of here. This has become more or less an emotional environmental football just for kicking up and down the field, and we're the ones that are getting pounded into the ground. And uh, you know, to be underfunded and overly challenged is an interesting uh, outcome here. I'm hearing arguments, I have heard arguments all along this debate uh, on both sides about the economy. Uh, the, those who want National Monument status say that will help the economy, boost tourism, that's where we need to go. Uh, others, uh, uh, you know, legacy. I think, uh, Mr. Matson, uh, are you a rancher? No, I'm a, I, 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 I retired. Uh, I was in the forest products industry uh, in years past, and so uh, from from that standpoint, I've had a long association with public lands and, and their utility and their usefulness. So, okay, okay. Uh, I, I know a lot of ranching people. Uh, I know folks that are also in the mineral, mineral extraction business. So, we'd like to be able to facilitate all of those uses and have our economy. Uh, benefit from the standpoint of the commodity kind of development that's possible, as well as the scenic and tourism-related aspects that we can enjoy as well. 
this thing has come down really to access, and access is really the problem. So if we're going to claim that the monument has utility for tourism and can only visit it on uh, Highway 89 or some of those paved roads of sort, the rest of the interior of the place is virtually unreachable in that respect. So it, it's the kind of thing that I think we've got our work cut out for us, and we'll see how the thing uh, finishes up here. Have an email come in from uh, Tom in Castle Valley, and he wants this directed to one of the two county commissioners we have on. So you're first up, Mr. Matson. I'll direct this to you. Uh, this is Tom in, in Castle Valley. He says, I've kept close tabs on this issue. The hypocrisy has been the thing that upsets me the most. Please ask the county commissioners if they think that grazing cattle on land that is religiously important to five American Indian tribes, uh, in effect, grazing in their church, is, is, it, is that okay? Test them and see if that's what they really mean. Let a few cows loose to graze in Temple Square and see what happens. What, uh, what do you think, but, Mr. You know, Mr. That, that's really an interesting comment, and it's more for p- political posturing as such. But we've really got to be thinking about what the condition of those landscapes that are heavily impacted and occupied by pinyon juniper and sagebrush and the watersheds that are associated with those also. They just don't stand there statically, and so if anything is going to really impact it and change it to a large extent, it's going to be a good fire. In the meantime, I think forage utilization in the grazing aspects of it, we can have our cake and eat it too and support our local economy. So, Mr. Matson, final question. I'm asking everybody on the program today this question, just a general question. What's what's the most important principle, a guiding principle that, that that you follow or think should be followed when we think about uh, managing public lands? Right, I think we need to remember that, that they're dynamic systems. Uh, we've got to be directly involved to enhance and to help them as we go along. And whether it's a monument or whether it's just under standard or, or regular multiple use management, it's our challenge to be able to get that done and to be able to deal with that with a Department of Interior and a BLM and a bureaucracy at a time that's underfunded and mostly overchallenged. Jim Matson, Kane County Commissioner, has joined us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, we're going to take a break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with San Juan County Commissioner Bruce Adams. And uh, later in the program, uh, Bob Kiter, who's director of the Wallace Stegner Center at University of Utah, and Steve Block, legal director for the Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. We hope also we'll be talking with you or reading your email. We'd love to know what you think about President Trump's actions uh, in drastic reductions, uh, large reductions to the Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monuments. And uh, this topic gets us of necessity talking about the Antiquities Act. Uh, Senator Lee says he'll be introducing legislation to uh, prevent... Antiquities Act abuses, as he uh, puts it. Uh, Friends of the Earth, um, along with other organizations, have uh, just announced that they are suing, and this uh, will undoubtedly end up in the courts. We want to talk about uh, what you think is most important for these public lands, and we'll uh, talk more following this break. And uh, thanks for joining us for Access Utah. We now have Bruce Adams, San Juan County Commissioner. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, so let me get your general reaction to President Trump's uh, actions yesterday. Uh, if you want to truly see how I feel, you look at the front page of the Salt Lake Tribune. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I missed that, uh, that, that picture. Uh, I assume you're pleased. I am pleased. Uh, tell us, uh, uh, tell us why, what, uh, what was the harm you felt being done with national, uh, monument status, at least that extensive national monument status in, in your area? It just, um, 
it just tied up too many acres, in our opinion. Um, what uh, what do you think will happen going forward? Do you support Senator Lee's proposed legislation preventing future, as he puts it, Antiquus Act abuse in Utah? Yes. You, you support that. Okay. Uh, let's bring in uh, a caller. This is Alex in Escalante. Alex, welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning. I um, Yeah, I reside both here in Escalante and in Salt Lake City. And the curious a uh, question that I have is, why is it that Utah rural communities are, ex- you know, have this sense of entitlement that they um, are able to retain this notion of this antiquated notion of grazing um, when other rural communities around the United States have had to adapt to change in the 21st century. And a, a point that I'd raise is the, um, the number of cattle that are raised in the state of Utah last year is around 826,000, which ranked about 35th in the country. And Nebraska is the second-ranked cattle-producing state, and they raise close to 7 million head of cattle. So geography plays an issue in terms of how relevant it is, how conducive it is to the environment, and I'm just wondering why we continue to latch on to these antiquated ideas just because there were these traditions in the past doesn't mean that they hold any water today. Well, thanks, Alex. We'll uh, we'll put that to uh, Commissioner Adams, uh, Bruce Adams. Um, what do you think about, uh, of course, what Alex calls antiquated? Uh, you, I'm guessing, you might uh, say it's it's up to date in what people are doing. Well, we have in San Juan County, we have uh, a large number of families who have been family ranchers, have family farms and and ranches for uh, a large. Um, for a long, long time, and uh, I know these these families want to continue uh, ranching, raising cattle. Um, they enjoy that uh, lifestyle. That's what they've chosen for their uh, means of, of providing for their families. And um, you know, uh, there's a, there's a a continuation of reducing. Um, cattle on public land, and certainly that would uh, affect the, the livelihood of, of, of a large number of people in my county. And um, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I totally understand the question uh, as it relates to Nebraska or, or wherever else, but I just think people want an opportunity to make a living um, the way their family has been in involved in making a living for uh, over 100 years. Of course, uh, it's, it, at least as some environmental groups have presented, there, there's uh, the traditional ways of making a living. Um, some of those harm the land for the future, um, especially as it re, re, regards um, um, extraction of um, you know, oil and gas and, and uranium. Do you, do you think that uh, everything can, can be done together Complete multiple use. Yes, I do. I'm I'm a I'm a believer in multiple use. I think uh, 
uh, that that's been going on for or for over a hundred years here in San Juan County, and we're still such a beautiful county and have such uh, uh, great vistas and 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 great places to go and 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 look at that that the spotlight has certainly been on San Juan County. So if we had been um, harming the land for the last hundred years, why would people still want to come here? Hmm. Uh, here's an email from George. Um, George says, while uh, uh, President Trump is the person who stuck the knife into the body of our two monuments, let's not forget the prodding of Orrin Hatch, the complicity of the rest of the congressional delegation, the unwavering support of Governor Herbert and Speaker Hughes, who all had a hand in the cut, even to the point of losing the large outdoor products trade show to Colorado. As a resident of Escalante, a regular hiker in the monument, I daily see increased visitor activity in Grand Staircase and increased visitor infrastructure construction here in town and in the area. Visitors enjoy our wide-open spaces as the national parks become more crowded and more expensive. It gets into uh, tourism. What, what, what place do you feel tourism uh, should... Uh, should have, especially in your area, Commissioner yeah. Adams. Well, we're, we're, we intend to promote the uh, the new monument and invite people to come here. Certainly, because the, there's been a change in the size of the monument, doesn't mean people can't come here and visit and do the same things that they wanted to do uh, within the monument. Uh, none of that has changed. Um, I think tourism is uh, is another. Uh, economic driver for uh, the state of Utah and for um, the the rural communities. Um, I have often thought uh, many of those outdoor retailers that uh, were so upset uh, at the possibility of reducing the size of the monuments here and in Escalante, uh, they haven't shown many, much interest in in coming down and establishing. Uh, some of their business interests in 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 either of these counties or a, either of the three counties, uh, if it, if it's really that valuable to them, then we would welcome them to bring uh, some of their industry into our county and create some jobs because we have a lot of poverty here. Hmm. Um, I'm just uh, this is breaking news here. This is from the Deseret News. Representative Chris Stewart. Plans to introduce legislation uh, to create a new national park in the, a piece of the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. Proposed Escalante Canyons National Park. Um, and he says he feels like this is a win-win. This would promote tourism and um, and uh, really help the area. Of course, that's not in your particular area, Commissioner Adams. But uh, I wonder what you feel with, with, the, with the newly reduced... Uh, areas that out of the original Bears Ears, would you support national park status for those? Um, you know, we've we've looked at uh, some other possibilities in 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 our county. We have an area uh, called Lockhart Basin down near the new Indian Creek uh, uh, National Monument uh, that where a lot of recreation people go for for a variety of things: climbing, hiking. Motorized vehicle use, uh, all those kind of things. Uh, no, Commissioner, you're breaking up a little bit. We wondered if maybe that area down there would be uh, conducive to a national recreation area. Okay, so you, you would support national recreation status for that area? 
Okay. Uh, just finally, uh, Commissioner Adams, I'm asking everybody on the program, what, what's, what's the guiding principle for you or guiding principles when you think about public lands? Well, it's multiple use, uh, no question. I think, uh, you know, that uh, the federal government failed in their uh, promise to states in the West to uh, dissolve uh, their ownership of all these public lands, and, and it, it didn't happen. And so now we all need to be able to uh, uh, work together to uh, to try and use the public lands in a respectful way and, and uh, um try to get along. Well, thank you very much, uh, Bruce Adams, who is San Juan County Commissioner, a San Juan County Commissioner, has joined us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And we uh, bring in now Ethel Branch, who is Attorney General of the Navajo Nation. Uh, Ethel Branch, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Let me just ask you, first of all, general question, your reaction to President uh, Trump's actions yesterday? Um, well, you know, we were anticipating um, that there would be um, some significant measures taken with respect to Bears Ears by this administration. I think and when we saw the um, the targeted um, review of Bears Ears early on in, in the uh, executive order um, from April and then also the, the lopsided review that was provided by Secretary Zinke, um, and additionally, the avoidance by Secretary Zinke and um, President Trump in meeting with the tribe. So we kind of anticipated that what would be coming forth would not be uh, would not be respectful of of our wishes. And you know, the the monument designation itself was far short of the 1.9 million acres that uh, the tribes advocated for. Uh, we saw that as a compromise. So. You know that we're we're greatly disappointed that that compromise is not being honored, um, and that the president has taken such dramatic steps. Uh, and, and in fact, we view what he's done as so extreme that it's a revoke and replacement. Yeah, th- this is a big reduction. The original President Obama's was 1.35 million acres. Now it's uh, down to some 201. Uh, thousand um, acres. So you're you're regarding this, you say, as uh, pretty much a, a rescission of the monument. Absolutely, absolutely. And the president knows he doesn't have that authority, and so he's trying to style it as a modification uh, where the law is a little less clear, but we think it's still clear enough um, based on the Antiquities Act and the contemporaneous legislation from that area um, where you did have express statement by Congress um, authorizing the ability to modify or reduce other designations. Um, like with the 1897 Forest Service Organic Act, um, and then of course in the um, in the 1976 uh, Federal Land Policy and Management Act, in the House Committee Report, um, they make clear that their intent there is to clarify that um, the president does not have the authority to revoke or modify national monuments. So, um, you know, we we, we Either way, the president has very little legal basis for his actions, um, but it, again, it's so extreme that it really is a, an attempt to revoke and replace. Is Navajo Nation going to go to court about this? Oh, absolutely. We filed our complaint last night. Okay. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I guess this will be have to be resolved uh, by the courts. Um, what? Um, yes, just, um, go sorry, ahead. To clarify, we filed jointly with the other four tribes that uh, formed the coalition among tribes to advocate for protection of Bears Ears National Monument. Okay. All right. What uh, what did you gain specifically with the most important things with the original Bears Ears designation that uh, and what is now lost with the with the drastic reduction? I think what we gained was I mean most of this was federal land anyway, um, but all of it would be treated as a cohesive um, landscape to ensure that um, you know all of the objects located on that landscape would be adequately protected and um, the uh, historical, cultural, and spiritual patrimony of the five tribes would be protected um, as sort of a a primary objective. Um, And, you know, all the existing uses could continue insofar as they didn't infringe upon protection of uh, of that patrimony. Uh, I want to read a, an email that's come in. By the way, uh, uh, we're encouraging our listeners to uh, give us their perspectives. We want to hear from you. 800-826-1495. 800-826-1495 is the toll-free number. And you can email us to upraccess at gmail.com. Upraccess at gmail.com. This comes in from Christina. She says, President Trump's move to decrease the size of Grand Staircase Escalante and Bears Ears National Monuments is infuriating. It's a theft of more land sacred to Native Americans and a theft of land that simultaneously belongs to no one and all of us. I was surprised to wake and hear read how little attention this greediness is garnering in national media coverage. I've lived in Vernal for seven years and the Wasatch Front for 24 years before that. Outdoor recreation and open spaces are what brought me and my family to Vernal. It's what has potential to keep our economy going in the Uno Basin providing some insulation from boom and bust. Looking for short-term popularity and profits, Trump and many of Utah's delegation, both nationally and at state level, have turned their backs on everyone but large energy harvesters. When the air is polluted, like it so often is in the basin, and the land is scarred, it will be too late. This selfishness and short-sightedness angers me. That's Christina in uh, Vernal. Um, So, Ethel Branch, what do you think? Well, I think that um, certainly we do want to maintain the pristine nature of Verger's National Monument as designated by President Obama. Um, you know, that's the, the pristine nature of that um, ensures that the healing qualities of the resources that our tribal members harvest from those lands uh, have maximum um, healing powers and you know, we we have 523 abandoned uranium mines on Navajo Nation. Much of our lands are contaminated. So to have an area, a repository like Bears Ears, where we can go and access um, these clean and, and pristine items is, is really critical for us. So, um, you know, I, I, I have to agree to a certain extent with, with the question. Um, and then additionally, um, we do have great concern The a uh, proclamation issued by President Trump indicates that uh, mining leases will be uh, open for application 60 days after the signing of the proclamation. So, um, you know, we do have concern that, that this land will be greatly altered, um, and, and we want to be sure that, that the cohesive of it 
uh, and the and the and the healing powers of it, and um, you know, our, our tri- that our tribal members are able to continue um, utilizing that land in the way they've utilized since time immemorial. Well, Ethel Branch, Attorney General for the Navajo Nation, has joined us. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, we go next to uh, uh, Bob Kider, who is director of the Wallace Stegner Center at the University of uh, of Utah. Professor uh, um, Kider, welcome back to the program. Uh, thanks, Tom. Uh, happy to join you. We appreciate you uh, uh, being with us. Uh, I want to get your just your general reaction to the president's uh, actions, and then I want to want to talk about what you what you think will be the. The, you're at the law school there, of course, and uh, especially want to get your opinion on uh, how the Antiquities Act is going to fare in the courts. But uh, first of all, your general reaction. Well, uh, you know, the decision to make this uh, pretty substantial uh, uh, shift in terms of the size of the boundaries, uh, uh, up to 85 percent in the case of the uh, Bears Ears National Monument, close to half in the case of uh, Grand Staircase Escalante, is uh Pretty much unprecedented. Uh, certainly in recent history, the last 50, 60 years, uh, no president has taken this sort of uh, action. Uh, so this really uh, sets up uh, uh, a court case, uh, as a number of your speakers have talked about. Uh, yes. Uh, so that's a, that's a good segue. It's, it's, this, is, this is going to the courts. We've already heard lawsuits filed. Um, the president talked about uh, overreach, abuse. Senator Lee today has announced legislation to uh, protect against uh, what he calls Antiquities Act abuses. Uh, so what are the parameters here going forward in the courts, and how do you think this will fare? Well, uh, probably the most important point is that uh, the courts have not ruled directly on the question of the president's authority to uh, modify or revoke a national monument uh, uh, designation. Uh, when presidents have acted uh, to create monuments, uh, they have uh, uh, the courts have sustained uh, that action, uh, finding it consistent with the Antiquities Act. Uh, what's uh, different uh, this time around, I think, is uh, as mentioned uh, by uh, one of your callers, that we have the Federal Land Policy Management Act of 1976 that uh, uh, seems to pretty clearly indicate that uh, Congress intended to reserve for itself. Uh, the power to modify or revoke uh, national monuments, and that, uh, of course, is consistent with the constitutional authority delegated to Congress under uh, what's known as the Property Clause in Article 4 of the Constitution. Uh, there is some uh, uh, precedent for presidents taking this sort of action back in the uh, 30s and uh, 40s and, and uh, earlier. Uh, that was before adoption of the uh, Federal Land Policy Management Act, and uh, none of those actions were challenged in court. Most involved uh, relatively small boundary uh, modifications or uh, some sort of uh, national exigency uh, like uh, wartime uh, uh, concerns. Well, we uh, we have option for you to join us by telephone, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or by email to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, or unusually, we now have a guest who's dropped in. Um, so, <laughs> so go ahead. And now I'm blocking on your name, um, Justin. 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 I, I know you a long time. Okay, so Justin, uh, go ahead with your question or comment. Well, my comment is is this: is in this whole debate, I wonder if we shouldn't go back even farther to why this whole thing started. Why should we even need to protect? Maybe this isn't so much about a conversation about conservation as much as it is 
about why do we need to have conservation? Is this more a question of, of uh, you know, overly rampant capitalism, as uh, Teddy Roosevelt fought against? Um, why is this still a problem? You know, granted, we need to have conservation, but we only need to have conservation because because our our national psyche or or our our economy is so driven to destroying it all anyway. That's that's really kind of what I've been thinking. Excellent, uh, uh, Bob Cotter. What what are your thoughts? Well, uh, in, in terms of conservation on the public lands, uh, probably the, a couple of important points here. Uh, the Antiquities Act was passed specifically uh, to uh, respond to uh, uh, desecration and looting that was going on uh, in the southwest uh, of uh, Native American uh, artifacts. Uh, the National Parks legislation uh, was passed uh, uh, in order to uh, protect and set aside and save uh, certain areas from uh, the type of development that the questioner is asking about. And what has occurred over time, uh, and in particular uh, escalated since the, the 60s, I would say, uh, is a uh, significant move on federal public lands toward uh, conservation of those areas through various designations, including national parks, national monuments, wilderness areas, wildlife refuges, um, and that sort of thing. Uh, so what we're seeing, I think, is an evolution in values uh, in terms of how we uh, uh, approach and manage uh, the public lands and the resources found on them. And we will bring in additionally uh, now uh, Steve Block, Legal Director for Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. Mr. Block, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Tom. Uh, so I'm not sure if you were able to catch Justin's question. I'd like to address that to you as well. Maybe you could restate your question again in brief. Um, sure. Uh, my my question is this: is should maybe this is not so much a debate or a question of conservation, which I am a hundred percent for conservation and protection of, of antiquities, but perhaps it's more a question of should we be looking at how our economy and our capitalism is is run? Why do we need to protect things uh, from this desecration? If we look back 100 years or now, farther now, that's why so much of this was enacted, because lands were just being destroyed for, for gain. Well, I guess I would follow on uh, Bob's response, which, uh, you know, in part is that these laws that the Congress passed uh, were intended to address those concerns, and unfortunately, the uh, you know Congress uh, continues to be torn in different directions. And things like the Federal Land Policy Management Act um, uh, instruct the Bureau of Land Management to manage for a variety of purposes, which includes things like mineral development, um, which is why we need special places like Bears Ears and Grand Staircase National Monument, which reset the priorities for those uh, special tracts of land. Well, thank you, and thanks for your question, Justin. Appreciate that. Justin uh, Justin came came in with these questions, so <laughs> he's often in, uh, the, the, in, in the mornings uh, with his other job. Um, and you can join us. Um, you maybe can't come in with your question, but you can join us at, uh, by uh, emailing us to upraxcess at gmail.com. 
upraxess at gmail.com, or you could call us at 800-826-1495. We're going over the uh, top of the hour here uh, somewhat to uh, to fit in the last words here from uh, Bob Kiter and from uh, from Steve Block. Steve Block, um, let me ask you your general reaction um, to President Trump's actions yesterday. Well, it's outrageous. Um, uh, I mean, it's really quite jaw-dropping that the president made this special trip uh, clearly as a political favor to Senator Hatch. Uh, and uh, as a part of that favor, uh, we, the American public has lost protection on roughly two million acres of some of the country's most remarkable federal public land and significant an important uh, cultural and uh, paleontological resources. Um, I mean, it's a tragedy, and like you heard uh, from Ethel Branch at the Navajo Nation, Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance, and a number of other conservation groups filed suit yesterday afternoon uh, with regards to the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument, and uh, we'll shortly be filing suit on Bears Ears as well. Oh, you'll you'll be uh, joining in lawsuits. Okay, uh, let me uh, go to our next email. I'll direct this first to Bob Kider, um, and uh, this uh, is Brian from uh, Teasdale. Brian says it seems clear that the big issue is who is in charge of these lands. Utah politicians from counties on up have used every lie and prevarication possible to gain control. They're not above siding with Trump to, quote-unquote, be in charge. The elephant in the room is the church and its claims of heritage. What about all uh, those natives that were pushed aside for the uh, pioneers? So, Bob Kider, it is. it does come down to, as we've said many times on this program, comes down to trust. Who do you, who do you trust to manage these lands? Some people don't trust the federal government. Others say the only, the only managers we can trust is the federal government. Uh, well, at one point, uh, the Constitution is pretty clear that it's Congress who has the final say regarding the uh, federal public lands. Uh, so that's uh, one point. Uh, second point, uh, these lands are uh, public lands, and as a result, uh, they are uh, owned by uh, everyone in the United States. Uh, they were acquired by the federal government and have remained in federal hands uh, uh, since their acquisition. Um, and this uh, this uh, issue, as you put it, uh, Tom, uh, over uh uh, federal versus uh, local control has been one that's been uh, with us for quite uh, since the beginning uh, over uh, uh, who has uh, or who should have uh, either the final say or the principal say in management of the lands and the resources. Uh, and in one way, this is another chapter in uh, in that uh, that history uh, and another uh, uh, replay of the uh, Sagebrush Rebellion in slightly different guise. And uh, Going forward, uh, I suspect that uh, the courts will have uh, a say in this, and uh, Congress may be heard from also before uh, we're finished. Steve Block, I want to get your reaction to the breaking news here. Uh, Representative Chris Stewart announces, I'm reading this from the Desert News, he plans to introduce legislation to create a new national park in a piece of the former Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument. He's proposing Escalante Canyons National Park. I wonder what uh, you think about that. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to wait to see the legislation, and um, as you and I'm sure your listeners know, the devil is often in the details. Um, uh, we would prefer to see the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument restored to its uh, former glory. Uh, as you know, at 1.9 million acres uh, covering that unique landscape, that was the. Uh, 
an appropriate use of the president's authority under the Antiquities Act. It was the smallest area that was necessary to protect those objects. That's what a federal judge in Utah has already confirmed. You know, the Utah uh, Association of Counties filed suit in 1996 about the Grand Staircase, and federal judge D. Benson, who was Senator Hatch's former staffer, uh, he uh, he upheld uh, the president's use of the Antiquities Act to establish the Grand Staircase, saying that it was the smallest size. Uh, so we're confident that uh, through this litigation in the federal courts uh, that we will succeed in restoring the monument to its full status. Just a couple of minutes left. I want to look to the future uh, and address this to Bob Kiter. Um, I, I suppose the, the hope would be the courts would resolve this. I guess another alternative would be this: the public lands just sort of lurch back and forth. A subsequent president, the next president, could undo what uh, President Trump just did, right? Tom, uh, if this uh, precedent stands that the president has the authority to revisit uh, these uh, national monument designations, we could see this bounce back and forth, uh, especially given the sort of wedge political issue that uh, public land conservation uh, has become uh, in this part of the West anyway. Uh, and, and frankly, that's no good for uh, anyone uh, to have that sort of uh, instability and uncertainty attached to management of these lands and these resources. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, going forward, I, I would uh, hope that uh, the courts will clarify the president's authority, um, uh, probably along the lines that uh, he may not have the authority to do what uh, President Trump has done. That would provide some level of stability. Uh, ultimately, Congress needs to be heard from uh, on the uh, Antiquities Act. Uh, and uh, ideally, uh, the Utah uh, politicians will see their way forward to uh, secure a consensus uh, within the state uh, and beyond the state as to what's uh, appropriate uh, designations for these lands. It's pretty clear there's quite broad public support for uh, conservation-type protections uh, in the Bears Ears area and in the Grand Staircase area. Steve Block, uh, is is compromise possible? It just seems further and further away as a you know, the attempts have been made, and, uh, and then it always seems to, to fall apart. Is this destined to always be just a power play? Well, it, that, we certainly hope that's not the case. Uh, you know, the, uh, the recent history regarding the Bears Ears National Monument, unfortunately, was that uh, Representative Rob Bishop uh, tried to pass a piece of legislation called the Public Lands Initiative, what uh, he called the Grand Bargain, uh, that Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance and a whole host of stakeholders uh, seriously engaged in for several years. And unfortunately, uh, Mr. Bishop allowed the state and counties to hijack that process at the end of the day, and we weren't able to get it across the finish line. And as a result, President Obama used his, uh, his authority under the Antiquities Act to establish the Bears Ears Monument. But I think we have seen even here in Utah, some examples of where uh, that compromise is possible. And, um, you know, we certainly remain willing to engage in those kinds of discussions. Um, it's not clear to me, though, in this Congress with this president that we're going to have a willing partner. Mm. 
Uh, finally, I just want to get from uh, both of you gentlemen, and I've been asking most of uh, my guests on the program today about uh, guiding principles. Let me start with uh, Steve Block, then we'll give Bob Kiter the last word. Uh, Steve Block, uh, for you, what what is the guiding principle? What should be the guiding principle when we talk about uh, public lands issues? Well, I think we have to take the long view. Um, I feel very confident in saying that no one will look back in 15 or 25 or 50 years and uh, at what President Trump has tried to do and view that favorably, that uh, time and time again when presidents or the Congress make the decision to protect federal public lands, those are the right calls, and we as Americans are all much better off for those decisions. And same question to you, finally, uh, Bob Kiter, uh, Guiding Principles. I, I think I build upon what Steve said and, and just note uh, that uh, as uh, time has passed uh, over the past century, uh, how we have approached and managed the federal public lands has evolved. We first uh, made them available for settlement uh, and uh, development use without much in the way of protections. Gradually, they've become uh, uh, more protected, more regulated, and uh, conservation values have uh, moved to the forefront of the uh, agenda, and that's uh, particularly evident during the last uh, 50 years, and I don't see anything, uh, given the general direction of our society, socially, economically, uh, that uh, in the long run is going to change that. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Bob Kiter is director of the Wallace Stegner Center at University of Utah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Steve Block is legal director for the Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tom. And we thank all of our guests uh, today, and we thank you for responding to the program. Keep the comments coming, and we'll get those on the next program. And you can email us to upraccess at gmail.com, upraccess at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening today to Access Utah.